Hey guys, welcome back to the Next Green Podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Chris. And I'm Alyssa. <laughs> welcome back to another episode. Today will be a smaller episode or shorter one in length. Bonus, baby. I guess I guess more of a bonus one because Jeremy, Alyssa, and I went to see Bullet Train. Why are you speaking like that? Yeah. <laughs> so this is we're trying a new kind of format. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So first of all, shout out to Martin. And Abril, our new team members. Team members. <laughs> new members of the Next Screen podcast. We, we have have Martin Prado as our manager slash producer. I guess that's oh. sort of his title. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and literally moments ago, we officially have Abril. Story time. Abril was literally at IKEA eating meatballs, and then we Swedish said, meatballs. And we said, "Get on a call right now. I got to talk to you." And then. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. So, so yeah. She's going to be our social media manager person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have more help now. So hopefully mm-hmm. moving forward. If you don't knock on wood before you finish. Oh. <laughs> hopefully moving forward, we'll be able to, things will just be easier on us mm-hmm. and smoother. So we can yeah. get out more content and That's focus on, focus more on being just like the creators and the the talent talent I guess. <laughs> yeah um businessy words love it yeah um but we'll officially have them on the podcast soon so you guys can meet them if you don't know them yes but but for this episode we are deciding to start a new kind of format of episode with newer movies that are coming out um we're gonna try moving forward to see them pretty quickly. That mm-hmm. way, we can record an episode and give our review before it's almost out of theaters. Yeah, like preferably opening weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like Bullet Train officially came out of theaters yesterday, mm-hmm. but we saw it at an early screening on Tuesday because we're lit like that. Mm. <laughs> that and, and just, everyone clicked off. <laughs> that and just there was a theater that had an early screening, so we just said, sure, yeah. why not. And we actually saw it with Martin, too. Yeah, we did see him. Let's go. So. Actually, shout out to Martin, because he was the reason, um, like, we, I even heard about it, and then I got you guys to come along, too. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> Look at that. Already producing. Uh, he's, he's doing so much work already. He is. Shout out to Martin. But regardless, we were talking about Bullet Train, uh, directed by David, how do you spell his last name? Leech. Leech. Mm-hmm. David Leech with a large cast, <clears throat> an ensemble, if you would. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, some lead roles include Brad Pitt as Ladybug, Joey King as Prince, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Tangerine, Brian Tyree Henry as Lemon, Andrew Koji as Kimura, Michael Shannon as White Death, Bad Bunny, or what's his full fucking name? Benito oh, some shit? I don't know. Benicio del Toro. No, I'm just kidding. No, as Wolf, <laughs> Logan Lerman as The Sun, and Zazie Beats as The Hornet. Featuring wait some say spoiler spoilers right here. now. Not gonna lie, <laughs> couple of those were spoilers. Really? The Michael Shannon and Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats is in the trailer. She's in the trailer, but you don't know if she's the Hornet. Well, and that's kind of a huge mystery in the movie. Well, whatever. whatever. Featuring Sandra Bullock <laughs> as Maria, who we see for like the last scene. And but who, if you know her voice, you know that. Yeah, you know, you know it was her. Yeah. And she's also in the TV spots now. Oh, really? Well, mm-hmm. lame. Anyway. And then two random cameos, Ryan Reynolds and Channing Tatum. So fun. 
it's this movie. I I literally I I just I just remember this too when they revealed like Ryan Reynolds like in the movie. I look over to Alyssa and I'm just like, what the fuck? Because it's just it's one of those things where it's just it's just so random. We know well, why I mean, he's there, right? Well, yeah, we know we yeah. know why he's there. Okay, but like for those that don't know, that David don't. Leach directed Deadpool too. Yeah. Um, so he's obviously best friends with Ryan. Yeah, so they're like, oh, you gotta get in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was Brad kind Pitt. of the reverse thing with Brad Pitt being cameoed in Deadpool 2. Yeah. Um, but specifically, Alyssa pointed this out to me. Yeah, uh, so Brad Pitt, well, okay, so David Leach and Brad Pitt are kind of besties too because mm-hmm. David Leach is actually, or was actually, Brad Pitt's stuntman on like five of his movies. Yeah. On Fight Club, Fight <laughs> yeah, Fight Club, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and Ocean's Eleven, just to name a few. But he did more than that. Mm-hmm. So imagine being a stuntman into a director, right? That's crazy. Yeah, that's the that's the whole John Wick franchise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm pretty, yeah. He he was uh, co-director of the first one, right? And then he went off on his own. I think so. Pretty sure. I think that was the case. But either way, uh, good style for him honestly mm-hmm. like as a director you would think it would just be a bunch of action which this movie has a lot of but it's there's a lot of comedy in this no, yeah because yeah. i feel like there's like a lot of aspects to it mm-hmm. like of course with the twins with her like like they're like buddy cop dynamic yeah it's very it's like stuff like that it just makes it more enjoyable to watch yeah but speaking of not just twins or whatever we'll talk about the whole cast mm-hmm. uh so what are you guys' thoughts on some of the characters do you have any like glaring like Things they just want to talk about from each one. Well, should we go into synopsis first before? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do. It'll a make synopsis. a little. So yeah. the synopsis of the movie: Five assassins aboard a fast-moving bullet train find out that their mission, have, all their missions, have something in common. Yeah. So this is a very intricate web of characters and moments throughout and these yeah. characters. It's sort of like a whodunit. Yeah, it's it's like a whodunit meets, I don't know, like a John Wick. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a, it's very action heavy when it does have action and it's intriguing action too, like it's not just you know shoot 'em up or whatever. It's very fun and kind of Tarantino esque, but a little more comedic mm-hmm. with it. Um, like for example, when certain characters die, they kind of died twice. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very weird <laughs> it's very weird but it's so fun and i just know the foley artists had fun with those scenes oh yeah no yeah like there was so much i've heard i'm just mm. like yeah that, that, that that's a very like interesting way that they could do yeah. shit like that but but to answer your other question of like who were kind of the standouts it was definitely the twins oh, like yeah. brad pitt did very well as a leading man but aaron taylor johnson and brian tyree henry their chemistry on screen i want a movie of them too like yeah. tomorrow mm-hmm honestly yeah they were really fun and i love their little accents yeah i was they about to say like, like <laughs> when i remember seeing like the first like teaser of it was mm. like brad pitt and um brian tyree henry's like mm. sitting down and then he's just like just a quiet car and yeah. i'm like he's got an accent <laughs> yeah a lot of people have accents in this movie that i feel like well a lot is a big word but like because yeah. <laughs> like joey king has an accent too yeah you find out later on in the movie why yeah yeah but she still has a british accent yeah but like uh going on these accents like brian tyree henry being american like he did pretty well and 
being consistent with his British accent. Yeah, because yeah. it's usually the fact that when an American uses like a British accent, mm-hmm. it sounds like garbage, but yeah. when a British, yeah. ac- British actor does an American accent, it sounds good. This is like one of the few like instances where it doesn't sound bad. Yeah. And Aaron Taylor Johnson has a British accent, yeah. but not that kind of British accent. <laughs> no, it's a little more posh yeah. in the film. Mm-hmm. But I actually, today I was watching like an interview with them too. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of, he's kind of more bro-y in his act or bruvy. And his accent, <laughs> um, and just hearing like Brian Tyree Henry speak normally again, I was just like, "That's if I see both of them on screen, I want them both speaking in like posh English accents." Mm-hmm. Now, it's just fun. Yeah, I I loved them together, mm-hmm. and I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think he's so underrated, and he's yeah. such a good actor. But we really don't see him in much. Well, we're going to see him in Craven, which I had hope for when he was casted for it. Because Great. he is a really good actor. Yeah. Especially in action films. Like, he brings a little extra dimension to his characters while still being good at the action parts. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Craven just... Mm. I really loved him in Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging when I was 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's his... Not kick-ass. That's his shining well, I do love him in <laughs> But specifically in Angus yeah. Long's perfect smoking. But I I feel like this is one of his better performances, honestly, in anything. Because he just, he's, what, sharing screen time with Brad Pitt, you wouldn't think anyone else would be just as charming. But he I, basically matches it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I almost feel like I liked him more. Brad I was gonna kind of say that too, but it's it feels weird to say. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I and then Brian Terry Herring too. I don't. They really did just steal the show for me. Like it. It's yeah. nothing like against Brad Pitt's performance because he did very I just, well. I just, I just love. I just love him. Yeah. <laughs> it's just their dynamic. It really. It yeah. just really stood out. They're just buddies. Mm-hmm. They're just brothers. A couple, a couple the, of, the brothers. The brothers. The brothers. <laughs> Anyone else in the cast that you guys liked? I didn't, um, we didn't have this in our outline too, but Hiroyuki Sonata, the one who plays the elder, mm-hmm. I think he's oh. fucking, I think he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the way he's like, his like, the way he carries himself, his demeanor. I love the cane. Yeah. Like the, the yes. sword cane. That, that, shit is, so that shit is cool. so fun. I love when like an older, like an older, like wiser character is like, is able to fuck up, like fuck shit up and just have like a fucking cane sword. That shit is so cool. And you know what's crazy? It was believable in the film. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like for I, as like, absurd as this movie got. It was still pretty believable, mm-hmm. and it's like, I, I don't know something something about him, like literally like his like words kind of just like put a lot of like the movie into motion a lot mm-hmm. of the times too, and <clears throat> he's just a very interesting character. Another person that is in the movie that is that was like very random for me that I didn't notice in, notice in trailers, but notice when I watched the movie. Uh, what's her name again? It's Does he beat? No, Karen Fukuhara. Mm. She's, she's one that yeah. plays Kimiko in The mm-hmm. Boys and that one chick in Suicide Squad. Yeah. I come, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that is her. Mm-hmm. Who was she Weird. in the uh, she was. Do you know like like the one woman that had the like, waitress? The, that was like pushing like, like the cart with like oh, snacks? Or the stewardess? Yeah, she the looked stewardess. familiar, but I didn't. I yeah, that's her. Couldn't place You've her. seen The Boys? No. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I watched one episode and I didn't like it. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get back to that. <laughs> we'll get back to that. Anyway. Um. Yeah, no, when she popped up, I don't know why, because I've seen the trailers like 50 million times, because this was one of those trailers that 
were shown before like basically every movie when you would go to the movie theater mm-hmm. yeah and i just it never registered it was her and then after finishing season season three of the boys you're like it just clicked i was like i hit a martin next to me i was like oh my god like, that's oh my god it's her it's, it's, yeah it's you know she has a youtube channel too there's no way really. maybe that's what i recognize her from she has a youtube, YouTube. channel <laughs> She, well, she, not that I watch her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does. She did like some like cooking videos, but then when she started like getting to like to the boys, and mm. she did like, a couple of videos with like her cast members. Like she did a video with like the woman that does Starlight. What's her yeah. name? Yeah. Uh, who like? I mean, Karen Fukuhara. The actress, yeah. Yeah, Karen Fukuhara. And then yeah, and he has a, she has a video with her, and she has another video with the guy that plays MM. Oh yeah. And they both do ASMR. Hmm. <laughs> And there goes and my chance of watching it. it. <laughs> How do you spell it? Fukuhara? Yeah. F-U-K-U-H-A-R-A. But yeah, anyway. so <laughs> she was a nice little pop in it. Oh, yeah. And then another kind of person that like, came out of nowhere that I first and recently didn't see the show too was Zazie Beats. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was because of the wig that they gave her. Because. Yeah. Yeah, because in. in I, we're going to say spoilers. Because she takes. The stewardess is like, like she kills. She basically kills her <laughs> and just takes her outfit. Yeah. So, but then it, I, it was so funny because when she takes off like the mascot's head, I see her hair and I'm like, mm. and there she is. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like her. Hmm. You didn't like her. Mm-mm. Why not? I don't know. She's, I just. She just didn't do it for What's you? her name? What's her name? Zazie Beats. <laughs> Zazie Beats starts typing. <laughs> she's she's wonderful in Atlanta. I which just, I need, still need to catch up on. I didn't watch this last season, and they released a trailer for season four. I know, yeah. Which is it, the final season. Yeah, the last season. I was like, what the? <sighs> d- damn. I know. I feel, like, I feel like Oh, really she's small. in Joker. That's yeah, what I know yeah, her from. She's, she's <laughs> a love interest. Oh, and yeah, she's yeah. also in Deadpool, too. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. As Domino. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just didn't. Like, so her character, I felt they like. They also released th- a teaser for Joker 2. Yeah, it looks dumb. Like it's like a very like small teaser. Okay, it looks stupid. And they it confirm, looks stupid. Alright, hold on. Look. You think it looks stupid because it's gonna be a musical, I'm sure. Right? She loves musicals. I know. Yeah, but, but isn't this that just doesn't irony? need to be made. No, yeah. If it's going to be made, it needs to be one of three things. A musical, animated for no reason, or just another version of two thousand one a space odyssey. It needs to be batshit. Oh my god. I need it to just not happen. Well, it's going to be, be a musical in Arkham, so. Yeah. They're doing something interesting, at least. Mm-hmm. Because if they were going to make it, I honestly, with the way, I don't know why we're on Joker talking. Because yeah, it's but, <laughs> but because of how the first movie ends, it really didn't need to be continued. But yeah. if it's going to be continued, let it be crazy. So that way you have some excuse of making it. Because if it were just going to be a continuation in this normal world, I would not have been on board. But the fact that it's going to be a musical, the fact that it's going to be a psychopathic A Star is Born, <laughs> I am here for it. With Lady Gaga. That's what. I, that's why I, I mentioned it. Anyway, regardless, Joker Talk, done. Before, anyway, we, go, before, before we get too saying. much off the rails. Back when I was, to what I was saying. Yeah. I just felt like they tried too hard to make her character funny, like always saying bitch, and it just didn't land for me. Well, she was just very one-dimensional as well. But it like, was it like, was it was kind of... Because she's in that one scene. Sure. Yeah. But do something with her if you're going to do it. I think they did. I don't they know. did something with her. It, it wasn't the greatest thing, but it she was, was only there for a little bit, so it's fine yeah. for me. It's interesting. I just didn't... I don't know. None of her jokes really like landed for me. 
It was more a writing thing than it was like a. Yeah. Is this also for this movie? What I was going to go on a longer tangent. Oh, I was just going to say there was one joke that I feel like really landed, which was the antidote joke. How she only had one on her. Yeah. yeah. When Brad Pitt was yeah. like, Yeah. I feel like that was a good little setup in payoff. I was just don't no. You go ahead, just don't move on from characters. I still want to I was gonna move on from characters, that's why. Hmm. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Brad Pitt, because we haven't really talked about him, first of all. It's cause we kept saying the twins stole the show and yeah. they stole this but, as well. First of all, okay. Yeah. First, I don't know. There's just so many characters in this and yeah. so many actors that I feel like I need to talk about all of them. <laughs> Bad Bunny. I was sorry. I was, I was, I was, I was getting into that. Is that. Was is this movie his like actoral debut? No. no? He's no. Uh, performed in Narcos. The mm. Again, playing a Mexican. Bigger budget movie. <laughs> well, th- sure. Like theatrical, yeah, yeah. But I thought you meant just more so in general. All right, yeah. So his theatrical debut is this movie, right? Yeah. What do you think of his acting in general? I mean, it's—he's not an actor, so like, it makes sense he's not gonna have like the greatest performance. I I did think it was gonna be worse than it was, though. Yeah. Well, that's what I was about to say. Like, because it was such a minimal speaking role, he did well. Like, Mm -hmm. he did just enough where I was like, he didn't break it, and I'm just like, oh, it's just Bad Bunny or whatever. And I also feel like this movie was like over the top Mm -hmm. and like comedy enough to where his acting kind of played into that almost because like obviously he's not an actor so he's not gonna perform as well as like brad pitt and like everyone else but i think that it worked because he did have such a small role and because of the world of bullet train yeah i Um, feel like if it was like anything else it would have been kind of questionable but i was worried going into it i was like oh my god did they hire him just to like be like oh bad bunnies in this movie well, yes. or like That's sure like, like one of the reasons yeah but or did they because i was worried that i was going to come out of it and be like they could have just hired literally any other mm-hmm. like hispanic actual actor but he didn't do as bad as i thought that he was what if it was antonio banderas this movie was made 10 years ago yes. um, he does have a good mean mug though yeah, yeah. Like that stare. I mean, it's kind of ninety percent of what he's doing. So yeah. I texted John afterwards, and I was like, "Has anyone told you that you look like that?" Because no <laughs> people tell him that all the time. Oh, poor John. Just because he's Hispanic with curly hair. Yeah, that's so. And so I, I was like, "Has anyone ever told you you look like Bad Bunny?" And he just sent me like this stank face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we got out of it, because we also we watched it with like a good amount of our friends. Yeah. When we saw it. Uh, Jose did walk out of it. He was just like, no, no, Bad Bunny. Like, that was, that was like his main critique. Every Hispanic is going to be like, this movie needs more Bad Bunny. It, yeah. needs, it needed more. <laughs> Look, he was, he was in here, it. here, no? Literally, like yesterday. What? He was. Bad yeah. Bunny. He was, he was in town. Oh, concert. I thought you meant, I thought you were talking about Jose. I was like, what are you? No, he was in town last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go find him. Him and the Marios. I want to see the Marios live. Whatever. Side tangent. But, okay. anyway. <laughs> now um, I want to switch. Oh, do you have something more to say about Bad Bunny? Um, well, we can move on real quick. If we're are we done with characters? No, no, we still have okay. to talk about Brad Pitt and Joy King. Okay, cool. Logan. And Logan Lerman. Lerman, homie, who just was what I was you gonna wanna, go to next. You want to talk about who's just there? I want just wanted to say. <laughs> homie was kind of just there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was gonna say. 
I was going to say I'm happy to see him back in fucking movies because he's been like nowhere for so long doing nothing and he's talented and I'm happy to see him back. So you know, fuck you both. Not a bad Russian he, accent. But you know what he did in this movie? Almost nothing. But he's <laughs> in it and that's what matters to me. And he has another movie lined up, I think. So he's back, baby. <laughs> happy for you, I guess. <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> I think... I hope he pops up in um, the Percy Jackson show, especially after that interview that we were talking about. Oh, yeah. I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw on Twitter, everyone's like the Andrew Garfieldification of oh. Logan Lerman because... Oh, like like asking him like questions. Yeah, they're asked, yeah. They, at the Bullet Train premiere, they asked him if he was going to be in the new Percy Jackson show or Like whatever. a cameo. Yeah, and obviously he was like, no, like I, so no, the, no one's asked me. They don't want me, like the whole thing. Yeah. So the way he specifically did it, though, he stumbled so hard. Yeah. Like cause he was just answering questions fine. And then he was like, um, you know, they are making it and that's a good thing. I'm very happy <laughs> they're making it. Um, As if me being in it, you know, if... Maybe he was like it, it was like he was on the verge of saying if they ask me I'll do it, yeah. but he didn't want to say that. Yeah. For some reason, so like, he he's gonna come. He's gonna be in it. I hope so. Yeah. I love him. Right, Percy. Wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I can agree. I agree with that. Okay, um, now we can move on to Joey King. I, this is the one I would recast. I just don't like her as an actress. The oh one thing God. I thought it was, down, I feel yeah, like, which is kind of sad. Like I feel bad for the girl, but like yeah. everyone hates her. I know. The one but she's is, she's still getting gigs and making money, so it's F I mean, us. Yeah, you she know? definitely is. <laughs> yeah. But. The only thing I thought it was very weird in this like this movie. Every whenever like everyone like like sees her, they're mm-hmm. just like oh, like oh sorry for like little girl, young girl, whatever. Even though she's wearing like kind of like younger girl like clothes, she still just looks like a fucking yeah, she grown looks like an adult. Woman. Yeah. So when everyone like mistakes her as like a like a young girl, I'm just like that doesn't make any sense. Mm, yeah, I agree. So probably like I would say maybe recast someone like sort of like younger ish. Yeah. Just to kind of like get that like the, if they want if they wanted that point to get across because they they mentioned it a good couple of times. It was like she, everyone she encountered. Yeah, and then and, and she puts on she puts on the persona of like yeah yeah like I don't know and they they play on it too with the uh, Brian Terry Henry and she's like. You know, white girl tears. They're, they're oh, I love they're, it. I love the way he interrogated so her. Yeah, because he he knew something was fishy, and he's like, "You're." What, no. what was his name? It, Bruiser or whatever. What was the train? Diesel. Diesel. You're a diesel. You're a diesel. I love his whole gimmick of the fact that it's just Thomas the Train. Yeah, like, shit, yeah. It's just so funny. But Joey King, her accent was bad. I would yeah. Say. Well, what was the accent? It was supposed to be British. Yeah. And it, she just didn't do a good job. <laughs> because it was like that, but she's also, it re, it's revealed that she's also Russian. So I'm like. Yeah, so she starts speaking in fluent Russian. Yeah. And that's not even, that's not weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They just, I don't know. I'm glad Michael Shannon was the white death though. I, don't I feel know like who Michael Shannon is. He's just in a bunch, like he's um one of the, the kids in. One of the kids, one of Harlan's kids in Knives Out, the one with like longer hair and a cane. Oh, you remember? <laughs> All right. Anyway, he's also Zod in the Man of Steel. He's and- Zod. He plays Zod. Yeah. That's so crazy. What the he fuck? Uh, he does a lot of crazy roles, like kind of like that. So like mm-hmm. to see him as like the White Death, it just the White. It death. it just made so much sense to me. I was just like, That's yes. Funny. 
I saw that face. He had the glasses on, so I'm like, I know who you are. You said, like, nah, no, I'm glad it's me. you. Yeah. You can't fool me. Um, just because he is always kind of off the rails in his performances and stuff. So it just, it fit yeah. for me. But uh, Brad Pitt? Yeah, but I said, do you even get into the detail of Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt's great. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, agree. I, I, I think he did really and I fucking feel like good. We don't yeah. really see him a lot in like more comedic roles, or even action. Like anymore, yeah. Anymore, so, yeah. So like this is this is kind of like a very good blending of both. Mm-hmm. So so I was scrolling on uh, scrolling on Letterbox and someone said the Ryan's renification of Brad Pitt and gave yeah. the movie like one star or one and a half stars, which was insanity to me, because sure it's kind of a Ryan Reynolds performance, but it's not a bad one. No. Like it's not as stale as Ryan Reynolds' performance can get. <laughs> because, like, Brad Pitt just... I think Brad Pitt just has a little more there, especially in this film where there is kind of layers to him, and that's kind of the whole point. Because he's <laughs> like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then, of course, has to do it. But, I don't know, that was just a weird little review to me that I, I saw. I also just liked, in general, his, like, fight choreography as mm-hmm. well. Because everyone had, like, a sort of, like, style with them, whether they use, like a like, a knife or, like, a gun... He just used wherever the fuck was around him just because mm-hmm. his whole gimmick is that he's, like, the lucky guy. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he first fights, like, yeah. Bad Bunny, he's using the suitcase to fight with that or whatever. When he's in, like, the front of the train, he's just fucking chucking whatever the hell mm-hmm. works and they all work. So, yeah, I, I feel like that, like that kind of, like, gimmick for the character is, like, really interesting. There was a couple parts that felt very, like, Jackie Chan to me where he was just... That's what I like in action movies when they use the set and their surroundings. Because it just makes it feel like it's in world. Yeah. You know? So, him, he tops over something, like, over the the dining cart or whatever and, like, kind of goes through something. I'm just like, oh, it's, it just feels nice to see that action. And it helps when you have a stunt coordinator as your director because they're going to know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. And how to shoot it, too. Like, not that much shaky cam. Which is good. Yeah, and Thank not God. much cutting during action scenes. Like, you actually get to see and enjoy the fighting. Mm-hmm. But, is that it on our thoughts on characters? I think so. I think so. You did mention cutting editing, though, for mm-hmm. that. I wanted to bring up, like, one thing just to see if you guys, like, liked how they did this or whatever. So, you know how... Because in this movie, there's a lot of interconnecting, like... Uh, Storylines? Like moments and storylines, yeah. Mm. So say so here's here's a good example of this. The water bottle. So you know how like, You should have listened to Fiji bottle on this. And, and and they've like done this they did this like multiple times in the movie, but I just remember this like the most. Do you did you guys like the fact that they did so many like callbacks and even like visual callbacks too? Like they'll show something and then they'll cut from like, you know, what like when this was relevant, like twenty minutes ago, and then come back. So for this style of film, yes. Mm-hmm. Because I think that just goes to show how, you know, the whole, like, it's the smoking gun. If you show a gun, you have to use it in the film later on. Yeah. They did that with so many things in this movie. And I thought it added not only to the absurdity of the film, but it was kind of mirroring how many characters there were. And again, like what you were saying with style where they each have their thing as well. Yeah. So they each have their own callback in some way as well. So like there's enough that it just kind of balances out. 
Yeah. I did see like a bunch of reviews saying it felt tiring, like the back and forth of it all. Yeah. But a lot of it really landed with me. And I thought it was just very smart from a writing perspective too, Mm -hmm. to just have all these things set up and all of it pay off. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like just some things are there to just be there. Also, what you I think? love a good callback. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, so everyone, she's like. <laughs> so I like when they set something up earlier in the story and then we see it again later on. I don't necessarily think that we always have to have a cut back mm. to where it played earlier in the story. I think that a lot of the time an audience is smart enough to pick up on the fact that yes, we saw this earlier in the movie and now it's here again. And I think that a lot of movies, especially now and like in this era and like day or whatever, rely too much on thinking that the audience isn't gonna catch what it is. So they rely on cutting back so that the audience knows what's happening. But I think when it's when it's done correctly, an audience can pick up on it. And if you're just stupid, then you won't. But like most of the time, I prefer when it's just something that you see and they like, you know, it's there earlier in the movie, but they don't necessarily like show it when it comes up later again. You just kind of know. But I think for this instance i agree with you that a Mm. lot of it worked with the cutting back and forth um between like like the water bottle thing that Mm -hmm. you were talking about i think that worked really well seeing like how it flowed throughout the train and stuff like that because we did see it so often so seeing it like come back into whoever's hands it landed in last or whatever brad pitt used it at the very end yeah like i think that that was great i think that that worked because we saw the Fiji water in like a bunch of different places, but maybe that, I guess maybe that would be kind of hard to be like, oh, it's the same exact bottle, mm-hmm. you know, instead of it just being like different Fiji waters placed all around. But so that I think made sense and I think it worked really well. But yeah. I think it's just the fact that it kind of was off putting for me was. Like how Jeremy said before, how like often it was, but I feel like the only justification for it being so prominent is the fact that there's so many moving parts mm-hmm. that I guess it would be for an audience member to kind of like lose track of like mm-hmm. so many things for like stuff like that. Because there was something that had happened that I was just like, and <clears throat> it usually would be like like dialogue things. I remember it was during like um. It was like Lemon's interrogation with someone I forgot, but then like his like dialogue came back in a cutback and then it went back to something that affected in the current time. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like if when it's like it was like quick ones like that, I mm. felt like it was a little in some in some cases unnecessary, but I guess it kind of worked. But stuff like how like the water bottle sequence was like a very like long mm. and kind of thing like that and thing that you're like brought up to like do it in current time, that was like, I feel like that one, like, worked out, like, the best. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it all kind of boiled down to exactly what the style of this was, which, you know, what we were saying earlier is uh, a kind of a modern action-y whodunit. Yeah. So, and again, it was, the movie knew what it was, and mm-hmm. most of the actors knew what it was as well. That's why it 
it all blended very well to me. Um, just to tie it in, like, I'm glad I enjoyed this movie as much as I did. And that was definitely because everyone knew what it was and everyone seemed like they were having a good time. Yeah. And so everything was, you know, raised to 11 and everything flowed. And because there were so many, so many moving parts that added to it, the absurdity. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely a fun time and very smartly put together. Yeah. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> well, was there? Hey, so were there? Was there like what? What was like one moment in the movie that like stuck out to you guys like the most? That like whenever you think of the movie, you think of like this moment. Right? For me, it's a lot of like it's definitely some of the callbacks, like the water bottle, some of the. So this movie can be very bloody. It's not bloody often, often, where it's like the, most of the movie. But when it gets bloody, it gets very bloody. So like the wedding scene. Oh, and just yeah. like the, the blood coming out of the eyes. And just, it's, it's grotesque at times. Um, but again, it works, I feel like. That's then, actually, you brought that up last time. Yeah. Actually, it's, it's, a, it's a good comment. Mm-hmm. How the hornet mm-hmm. was like, the, was like the, the actual culprit the of like the... Of like the wedding yeah because like it, it first it shows like bad bunnies like perspective and mm-hmm. to brad pitt's perspective and then it goes into the fucking the hornets zazzy beats his perspective and how yeah. she's just giving everyone the fucking shit that's that that's yeah. a good example yeah i love when movies do that especially in whodunits which is why i love whodunits like mm-hmm. it's just because it's, it's what people always say it's like when you hear one person's story, it's never the full truth because they only yeah. have their perspective. So then you get like multiple perspectives mm-hmm. of the same thing and it's just, yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. And then it all intertwines at the mm-hmm. end. That was done really well. Yeah. It's the classic like intertwining of everyone's mm-hmm. characters where yeah. in the beginning they're just random people that you don't know but slowly throughout the film you realize where each character comes into play in each other's stories. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, we get the full, like, rundown of where everyone falls mm-hmm. in this massive story yeah. and why they're all there. And, we're, like, another thing that this movie is so smart, the because it ties it in all together, it makes it feel believable in its universe. Mm-hmm. Like, because this could have easily had so many of these threads not tying together and be its own little thing. And then just you're you're kind of wondering what the, all the point was of having all these people there and everything like that, but because I and the callbacks help that too because it shows you how they tie them together even in the past. Yeah. Because you wouldn't really have thought like the Hornet and um, Brad Pitt would have really had that encounter, but it they literally were inches from each other. Yeah. In Bad Bunny's story. Yeah. Like yeah. they all have a past together, and they all have the current and like. Few, Whoever who is left alive has a future together, <laughs> too. Was the White Death called the White Death because he's white? Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure. Perfect. Yeah, because they're white, like, oh, this white? singular white man white is rising up the, the ranks whole, and killed the whole entire like, Japanese like <laughs> yeah. mafia sort of yeah. thing, which well, wasn't because, the yakuza. Yeah, which, yeah, which is not the yakuza. Sorry. Well, watching it, I <laughs> was just expecting him to be like Japanese or something. I thought so they, too, just because the way he kind of looked, but then you like uh, cover himself, and I'm like, he's. He's white. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they well, also. I was like, why is he white? If you're from Africa, why are you white? South African. <laughs> that was girls reference, but okay. Oh, and I just felt like being an idiot. <laughs> so um, he, he ended up being white, and I was like, well, why is he white? Well, they stated. But I literally just 
got that. Yeah, like they, it, it was funny because they're like, yeah, and then because it's uh, I'm forgetting his name now, but the elderly, the elder, yeah, the elder, he, the yeah, I was like, <laughs> the elder, the elder. <laughs> anyway, the elder, he literally like when he's talking about his backstory, and he, which by the way, great casting for the younger version of him, looked just like him, mm-hmm. but he's literally yeah, and this freaking white guy was just rising up the ranks. I literally. told him not to trust him, and guess who was right? Like it was, just, <laughs> it was just like a little layer of pettiness that mm-hmm. I love. Um, yeah. To bring, well. to bring up our death to tie it back to like like moments I always stick out. It's it's all it's the Russian roulette thing. Or he, or he oh has the pistol oh, yeah. and then he rubs it against his yes. arm and the barrel. That shit is so cool. It's also the way again like this director's style is just so clean. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to put it because the way he films the gun on rolling on the arm and that's the Russian roulette like thing. It's just, it's inventive, I feel like, because usually you just see someone spin it and like kind of make it look cool that way. But the way he's just doing it on his arm as it's raining mm-hmm. might be a little hyper stylistic at times, this movie. But like something like that, that's imagery that it's going to stick in my head. I feel like the first time that he does it, though, is more memorable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, because at the end, it was more of like a, a callback, <laughs> like, kind of like a callback, but also more of like a side on shot of him mm-hmm. just, just doing it. And I'm just like, I mean, he, he did end up saying he was like. For old time's sake, you know. <laughs> so like, well, if, well, yeah. Of course, it's not gonna be as cool, but that first time with when he has a mask on, it was like, yeah, oh, that was so. That's cool. that good shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> that good shit. Any other uh, memorable moments for you? What about what about Alyssa? Anything you stick out to you? Um, Nothing. I really liked the fight sequence between Brad Pitt and Aaron Taylor Johnson mm-hmm. when they're running through the train. <laughs> yeah. And did you when... did you did you notice me next to you? How they're in that they're in that sequence. Sorry, not sequence. I was starting to doze off. No. <laughs> I was so tired that day that during that scene, I'm, during that whole sequence of like them talking into their fight, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just and then I wake up I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I liked that sequence and I thought it was funny when they like had to stop or whatever and like the whole water thing. Yeah. And Karen Fuku. That's that's when it hit me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, but when they did stop, when they were the twins, Brad Pitt and uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. So he's like, yeah, it's my brother. (laughs) And he's like, oh, you guys actually look alike. (laughs) Um, That, that was a, there's so many little fun moments in this movie. And like, that's the thing. I'm never usually going to have an action movie. Or action comedy possibly be in my top 10 for the year. But this movie, I feel like it's safely going to be in there. Yeah. Jeremy finally likes an action movie. Yeah. <laughs> they just, there were a lot of great moments and mm-hmm. it worked really well too because all the actors worked really well yes. off of each other. So they were able to like in the comedy sequences be really playful mm-hmm. with their dialogue and everything. So everything just flowed into each other so nicely. Yeah. Another, another moment that I really liked too was when it was like very like le- like like leg end part of like the movie joey king had already like fucked with the gun so if anyone uses it it explodes white death is about to use it on ladybug or, mm-hmm. or brad pitt's character and it fucking explodes you see like the thing inside the gun like like ignite gun explodes his whole fucking just half his head just, <laughs> I'm just yeah like, oh shit that shit that, that shit was cool i like that yeah and then right after that joey king's character's Freaking out with them with the most insane attachments to a gun I've ever seen in my life in a movie. I felt like I saw like three scopes. Yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck? It was definitely 
basically like a halo gun or something yeah, like yeah, that. It, it, just... looked, it looked a little too insane. <laughs> I mean, when the train literally crashes, at that point, it's off the rails. It falls into a forest through a village. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't, so, like... for some reason, I didn't think that movie would get to this where it goes, you know, into catastrophic yeah. damage. Oh, no, to... I'm I'm glad it did, though. That, like, <laughs> yeah, it adds a lot more, like, uh, suspense to it. Not suspense, yeah. it adds more, like... And the tangerine truck. Yeah, yeah I was say like the tangerine truck killing Prince. And we find we we find out later in the end credit scene yeah. that it's just fucking Lemon just driving it because <laughs> yeah. he dives off the train, goes into the water, finds the truck, steals mm. it, runs her over. That's just so funny. I think the tension and suspense works really well mm. too because uh, I almost said Johnny <laughs> Brad Pitt. Johnny yeah. Depp in this movie would have been interesting. Insane characters for <laughs> fucking Johnny Depp. Um, Johnny. Oh my God. Brad. <laughs> Brad Pitt has so many instances or um, chances to get off the train, but each time oh he's on the train. Pissed, like the very last one. Yeah. Where, where like he he, he's, he's off that bitch and Joey Kins is like, <laughs> he's like, fuck. Yeah. Then, I uh, got my bag. Mm-hmm. My God. Anyway, any negatives with this movie, real quick before you? I feel like there are, mm-hmm. but I can't think of any. Too long. You think it's too long? Yeah. Yeah, I like agree. barely, like Actually, ten minutes, ten to fifteen minutes shaved right, off this movie, right. it'd be perfect length. Because because I remember I was talking the same thing with with Alyssa about it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the movie should have been cut down a little bit mm-hmm. when the elder got on the train. I feel like once the Elder got on the train, it added like another like fucking like forty five minutes. It felt like yeah, it's definitely thirty. If it, it felt yeah. like I felt like the movie could have like ended ish around that time, which is weird because like it's not bad what he adds to the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like when you're adding, you're already like at what an hour forty in or something like that, an hour mm-hmm. thirty in, then you're adding an extra thirty minutes on what feels like it's almost done and wrapped. But because it's good, you don't know exactly what to cut. But there is there is fluff in there that you could cut. You know what could be cut? Mm. When the elder is on the train, he finds um, his son and Lemons alive. When mm. there's those four talking on the train going to Kyoto, mm. that could be that could have been cut yeah. a little bit. That's fair because that that added up a bunch of like like I don't know. Some of the henchmen talk towards the end with the White Death. Yeah, yeah. Like the I mean, it's again, it's not bad it's not needed though. i didn't care about the two opening up the briefcase yeah like, that's what i was saying explode? Yeah. what if it explodes like yeah. it's, a, it's a fine joke but that's what another minute probably yeah, so take like three minutes you can just shave off yeah that shit because they, they go they cut back to them yeah. the whole time they're just like yeah toward the end i definitely was like jesus christ we're still going yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, i felt like yeah the pacing in the beginning i felt like was good mm-hmm. we got a lot of characters story was being progressed pretty like at a decent pace whatever it is this and that whatever but yeah. then when the elder hears like the phone call and he's like oh shit and then he mm-hmm. gets over there she's like but again a little bit of a drag it's still it's not bad stuff so like at least it wasn't like we're like okay we need to finish this movie we need to wrap it up like yeah. it was still an enjoyable yeah and mm-hmm. to that little exhausting run <laughs> yeah yeah other than that though i don't think there was much i did not like how about you no so oh, any final he, real quick i know you know that was really funny that they put in the japanese versions of staying alive yes and oh, yeah. i need a hero yeah, yeah. I, when i need so... a hero came on 
I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. Me and Martin were like, like <laughs> just dancing in our seats to. I, I, I remember, remember. I remember hearing that. I'm like, that's, that's fire. Yeah, that's so cool. And it it was in tone with the trailer because in the trailer it had staying alive in Japanese. Spanish and I don't know if I ever went to English, but like you know what I mean, like I had like the different languages in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad it carried through. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, closing remarks. Fun movie, go watch it. I really want to watch it again. I do. Like I'm yeah. kinda itching to watch it again. I'm gonna I'm going to watch it again. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> to see Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> it's the director's cut. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, it's even longer. <laughs> uh ratings i gave it a strong three and a half i really want to rewatch it again i don't know if i don't know if it'll go up to a four just because again it, it does run a little long mm-hmm. but it's one that i know i can easily come back to so three and a half out of five yeah i gave it a three and a half as well i give it a four nice i really enjoyed it this, uh, this movie is just so fun mm-hmm. it's a you movie <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> it just means it's for you okay because you know we all have our own type of movies mm-hmm. so this is my type of movie that's your type of movie it's a you movie mm-hmm. a weird movie thank you you're calling me weird it's not a weird regardless movie. <laughs> you act like your movie is like everything everywhere all at once i like good burger <laughs> that's a weird movie yeah. <laughs> exactly. regardless uh hope you enjoyed this shorter episode of our review of mm-hmm. bullet train uh you could follow us on Twitter, YouTube, and Letterbox at the Next Green Pod. Um, Can we do a quick plug? Go for it. So we're going to be working on a short film oh my God. coming soon. The GoFundMe <laughs> will be in the description. Yes. Hopefully, you can give a dollar. Just or more, or just share it. I you think know? You, the least you can do is five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded kind of like not what you could do on the site but you're like the least you can do is five dollars for listening hey, fuck like you listen to this right now. the least you could do is just five dollars okay but you know please help out we're all working on it um yeah it's a passion project of mine specifically that i've been working on for a year and a half now so please help out it's fun it's called infinite dates please support yeah, let's yeah. Go. also if you haven't already i don't think we've said this in a while but if you haven't already make sure you um subscribe to us mm-hmm. on oh, apple yeah. Podcasts and spotify because and that YouTube. really helps us and youtube because that really helps us um along with following our mm-hmm. socials but um following us on spotify and apple Podcasts and mm-hmm. youtube really helps us get the podcast out yeah. there more yeah um to more audiences so and just sharing in general as well sharing commenting giving us ratings yeah. likings literally you know. any interaction please <laughs> Dear God. Yeah. And like we said at the beginning, we're really trying to um, post more and be more active. And with our new help, mm-hmm. um, hopefully things will go a lot smoother from here. Yeah. Um, but regardless, thank you all for watching and listening this, to this episode. We will see you at some point with our next video. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs>